welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network. We have a fun one in store for you today. Um, obviously, you saw the on the title of the show, we got Mr. Grimm back. Uh, one year uh, post him coming out as pansexual, one year after we last spoke to him, um, coming off of a great year in 2021, stacked, stacked amount of matches coming up to kick off 2022, and we had the chance to, to sit down and catch up with Grimm and, and talk about all of that and so much more. Um, super excited for everyone to hear that conversation. Um, but before we get there, um, I do want to hit some fun things from the week in pro wrestling that we have coming up. Um, one of the main reasons why we have Grim on the show is because, you know, he is going to be going up against Devontes at Wrestler's Lab Chemical MV um, this coming Saturday, January 15th. That match is going to be dope. That whole card is going to be dope, headlined by MV Young defending the Wrestler's Lab Championship against Max Zero. Um, that whole card looks fun up and down. If you're up in Jersey, definitely go check it out. And we at the show, we're proud to say that we are sponsoring Grimm for that show. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's yeah, that one's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, but there's also been a good slew of uh, pro wrestling events from the independent world that have come out this week that highlight a lot of the people that we've had on this show or people in the community that, that this show celebrates. Um, obviously, another show that we sponsored here at, at uh, LGBT in the Ring was uh, the first Flying V show in a very long time. Um, obviously, Flying V Fights has uh, been on hiatus throughout the uh, pandemic, but they finally came back with their first show, Flying V Fights Back. Debuted on IWTV this week and something on VOD. Definitely go check that out. Lots of outstanding uh LGBTQ talent on that show from Killian McMurphy to Jordan Blade to Erica Lee. Um, so many awesome talents there. And, and it's really happy. You know, this kind of goes along with some, something that Grim and I talk about in the interview, but it's really cool to see the, the DMV start to get its wrestling identity back as you know the pandemic um, continues on. But um, you know a lot of other places have been running or some more regular than others, but there really hasn't been a lot going on in DC. And, you know, with Flying V coming back, with Fight Club doing what they've been doing with their Mochella series on IWTV and, and their show coming up in February and Grapital We Trust, um, which Grimm is also on, <laughs> um, it's just awesome to see that area get back to it. You know, I, I will always have a fond place in my heart for wrestling in Washington, DC. You know, dating back to Bush versus Gore, um, and just seeing the the vibrance and the love that that crowd had there. You know, obviously that was a, a LGBTQ centric show, and a lot of the crowd there were um, you know queer people from the DMV that you know wanted to check out something that they had never seen before in pro wrestling in terms of how it highlighted LGBTQ identities and, and talents in the ring but you know a lot of that crowd also was just there because of a love for pro wrestling a love for pro wrestling in their local area the same way that we all have love for our local indies um, and it was just really awesome to see that happen and to see companies like flying v and fight club start to rekindle that in in the dc area um, i am all the way here for it and i can't wait to see what's next because both of them have shows uh coming up um as well so definitely go check out flying v fights uh that that show was awesome also uh if you i've been doing a little bit of catch up on some things as well and you know i uh before recording the intro here i was sitting down and uh, watching back some of the uh the first two episodes of the latest uwf 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 contender series from paradigm pro and i will say like those those UWFI style matches that they do are a lot of fun. They are a breath of fresh air. Um, and, you know, obviously there might be some bias because Jordan Blade is a champion there. And I have 
been not been shy about expressing uh, my uh, adoration of Jordan Blade. But, you know, there's been a number of other people, too. And, and I know one person that really stood out to me and that I was really happy to see pop up, even if their their match was was short and, and I want to see more of them. Andy Ripley, um, you know, coming from the southeast and, and getting that opportunity there with Paradigm, which I hope is the first of, of many. Um, it's just awesome to see them uh, out there in, in, in that spot and to continue to broaden out. You know, you know, I know Andy from working in, in the Southeast. Um, obviously, you know, growing up in Georgia, spending a ton of time in the Atlanta area and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I am always here for, for people branching out and getting into to new regions, new companies, broadening horizons. I guess that's the cliche, right? Um but yeah, it was it was awesome to see Andy get that spot, and I only hope that they continue to to get those spots because they they deserve it. Both them and Irving West creeps. This is a creeps uh, pro, a pro creeps uh, podcast uh, in terms of the creeps tag team. That's the phrasing. It's fun <laughs> anyway. Awesome to see Andy. I, as I understand, Irving is going to be on a later episode. Um, all the way here for it. Really, really cool to see. Um, focusing on some of the, the larger companies, you know, it's great to hear that Jake Atlas's knee injury is not as serious as originally expected. You know, he gave a really positive message coming out of that match with Adam Cole, um, saying that you know, he should be back sooner than later, which is awesome to see. Obviously, still, need, there's still been no reveal of like the full diagnosis on, on what happened, but it doesn't feel, doesn't sound like it's major. So dodge, maybe you dodged a bullet there, but regardless, awesome that uh, he is uh, at least not dealing with a major injury on this. And we'll see him back, um, you know, crossing fingers soon because Jake Atlas says, I am always here to see Jake Atlas. And I think that he is uh, just ripe for thriving in, in the AEW ecosystem. And, of course, you know, as as jaded as we can be about WWE on the show sometimes, I will take a moment to celebrate that Dewdrop is getting a Raw Women's title shot at the Royal Rumble, per what happened on Monday Night Raw this week. Um, you know, we obviously we don't talk a lot about WWE on, on this show, at least like current. WWE, but it's cool to see an, an out talent get that shot, you know, um, say what you will about looking your storyline stuff or whatever. It's just cool to see her get that shot personally. So shout out to Dewdrop. Um, you know, I, I actually am looking forward to that match because, you know, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania are probably like the only two WWE events that are like must see for me personally. Like obviously, I watch and keep up and, and analyze and all the, all the stuff that goes on with that company. But and like if you're just like turning off the journalist, podcaster, writer, uh, critic brain for a minute, like as a fan, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania are the two that that I watch regardless of anything. So cool to see Dewdrop get that spot on the Royal Rumble. Um, now, if only they'll stop going to Saudi Arabia. Lovely. Anyway, um, yeah, outside of that, some cool stuff as well uh, from the GCW family of promotions, LA Fights. If you haven't seen the, the Jay Vidal and Keita match from the latest LA Fight show, that is what you need to go out of your way to see, as well as Dark Sheik and Kevin Blackwood. Um, both of those matches were outstanding. I will say that I uh, might side with Sean Waltman on one thing in particular about the Kita and, and Jay match. Um, watch it and, and you'll see. Um, but outside of that, two outstanding matches uh, to go check out for free on YouTube. So definitely go check those out. LA Fights, GCW, all that good stuff as they make their way towards the, that Hammerstein show, which is shaping up to be one hell of a show. I mean, yeah. Eddie Kingston and AJ Gray, Ali Catch and Ruby Soho, you know, Homicide challenging for the GCW Heavyweight Championship. You know, still don't know if, if Moxley's going to be there to defend that title, but 
regardless, Homicide is going to be there, and it's going to be it's going to be a sight to see. I mean, we got Terminus coming up in, down in Atlanta. Southeast First is coming up. AC Mack challenging for the Independent Wrestling World Championship. There's just a lot, a lot to kick off this year, and you know. We always talk about wrestling as, as having too much to kind of take in sometimes, but I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I might not get to watch everything as it happens. I might have to play some more catch up, like I think a lot of us do that are as engaged with this. Um, uh, but at the same time, like I love having a backlog because it means that there's always something worth my time to put on. It's 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 an amazing glut of wonderful art that I get to engage with. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's all coming up. And then a, you know what? I was gonna mention the Enjoy Show. We'll talk about the Enjoy Show in the interview with Grim here. So w- without any further ado, let's just jump into t- talking to Grim. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. I'm excited to have as my guest this week someone who we've had previously on the show. Um, actually, like we're coming up, like it was about a year ago now, so we're, we're having him back on because he has a slew of outstanding events coming up to kick off 2022, including a match with Devontes at Chemical MV for Wrestlers Lab on January 15th. He's got. He's challenging MV Young for the Enjoy Wrestling Championship at Enjoy Wrestling Striking Distance on January 22nd, and of course he is scheduled to appear for Fight Club Pro Wrestling there in his home of Washington D.C. in Grapital We Trust on February 20th. Mr. Grimm, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Yeah. At all. That's always good to hear. Honestly. Like, I mean, who would want to listen to me complain, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm very happy to have you back on the show because, like like I said in, in the intro there, like, you are, you have a way of kicking off years, I think. Uh, at least from what, like, the past two years have shown. Like, obviously, last year, you you kicked off the year by coming out as pansexual. This year, you're you're doing so with, like, matches in some honestly in my opinion some some really top and growing independent companies like wrestlers lab and enjoy and, and fight club i it's just I, you have like really really good timing when it comes to like turning over turning over into a new year yeah look and one of the matches that you didn't mention that um, i'm pretty sure you don't know about is um moses me versus moses on the 29th i believe at mm. one cw oh Yes, you cannot forget one CW. No, that's it's just I don't know. I'm happy to see that like you're you're starting the year off right with all these like top notch matches against like really impressive uh, impressive wrestlers in their own right. Um, what does it mean to you to kind of have this kind of jumpstart to your 2022 after what really was like a banner 2021? For I feel that, you know, it's a good fuel start. Like, you know, it's helping me get my year started right. It's showing promise because everybody, especially wrestlers, they always say that, you know, they want to have a, you know, if they don't have a excellent year before. They're like, oh, well, next year is my year. And I didn't say next year is my, you know, 2022 is my year because I felt, you know, 2021 was my year. You know, just being able to still do what I love and, you know, not be injured. I still haven't been injured. I've been able to compete every single month, every single day that I've had shows, you know. So I feel even though, you know, you go through your downfalls, if you're still able to do what you love, that is your year. So no, I, I agree completely. Yeah. You know, I'm starting this year off right. You know, I got, like, some really good matches. You know, I've always wanted to, um, you know, wrestle with Willow. Like, her and I, like, we're really cool. And, you know, it's just cool to watch, you know, where she started and to see where she is now. And it's like, you know, to be able to finally go toe-to-toe with her. And, you know, even then, starting to get more into intergender matches because beforehand, I didn't really do intergender. And it wasn't because I 
couldn't. <laughs> like mentally, I couldn't really, you know, wrap my head around hitting a female. Mm. <laughs> so the match that I had with like Trisha Dora, you know, and I'm like, it took me a good month and a half to actually wrap my head around the fact that I had to, you know, actually hit a female. Mm. And um, it, it was hard, but at the end of the day, you know, once I talked to Trish, she explained. And I understood. She was like, you know, I'm in this just like you are. I want the same respect that you would give anybody else. Because, you know, they work their asses off just like us and they deserve it. Mm. It's very true. I mean, I think that's like one of the major arguments when it comes to people that kind of um, question the the fact that, question the, the prominence and growth that we've seen in intergender matches as well. Um, was that was that conversation with Trish really the, like the turning point for you in, in kind of understanding that and being more comfortable with, with doing those type of matches? Yeah, it was because I was always raised never to hit a female. Never. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just living by that, it was hard for me to just wrap my head around it. But, you know, she really helped, you know, bring things to light. You know, they're in this business. Like they want the re- and they deserve the respect. Yeah. So after you know we had that conversation, I told her, I'm like, if that's what you want, you know, you ask for this, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I honestly can say that, like, you know, I'm glad that conversation happened because I felt like that match, you know, back uh, at the kind of the origins of Fight Club, really kind of solidified what that company well, was about and really, you know, pushed. It was like not necessarily like a, a catalyst for Trish in a way, but I mean, I feel like winning that title was really a thing that put her on the on the map. And having that match with you and coming out of it that way, like it was just I don't know, like that that whole that whole scenario really worked to kind of establish Fight Club as like what it wants to be and what has continued to be. I'd have to agree. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate that. You know, a lot of people, when they refer to that match, I'm not really brought up in that match. Mm. Like, if you look, I mean, because I was, you know, I had a wild card and was brought in in the middle. But a lot of people, when they were talking about the match, you know, when it first happened and she had won, it was her versus Darius. I wasn't mentioned. Mm. So it's like, you know, I'm glad that there are people out there that see, you know, that understand, like, what really happened. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and it goes to show that like your staying power there as well, because like yes, Darius and Trish are staples of Fight Club, but so are you. I mean, you've been like all over the Mochella series, like heading into this in Grapple We Trust show. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I like to prep for these shows, and part of that prep is going back and watching some matches that either I missed or I want to revisit. And before I started, before we jumped on here, like I watched, I went back and rewatched uh, your match with Darius from the latest Mochella um, that came out on Christmas Eve. And look, if anybody is going to sit here and say that, that, that you aren't like one of the, like the, the major players in that company right now, like they are, I don't know what they're looking at. That match with Darius was, was awesome. Um, the fact that, you know, that was the first time that you had ever like been pinned or submitted in that company shows to you, like the commitment that they have behind you and, and your place there and what they think of you. And honestly, like it, it's, I'm, I'm here to see you and the rest of that company grow, especially considering that's your, like, your hometown promotion. Now they're the only company that runs within DC. Um, and they're going to be running that show at DC Brow, which, you know, is, is famous for holding the first Butch versus Gore show a few years back. What does it mean to you to kind of be have that kind of um, reputation with with the company that is running in your hometown? I mean, just having the opportunity to wrestle in my hometown, you know, that means a lot because, like, when I was growing up, there wasn't wrestling in our hometown, like in DC. You know, we always talked about it. We always said, you know, how we wanted to be wrestlers, but. We never had an opportunity to see, you know, indie wrestling. Like there was always WWE and WCW, but it's like you couldn't walk, you know, come to an indie show and stand beside a wrestler, you know, upcoming wrestler and just be like, wow, man, they're really doing it. 
So mm. just being a part of, you know, this project, it really means a lot because, you know, out of all the people that they could have chosen, I didn't have to be a part of it. Yeah. Do you feel like you being like from DC and, and wrestling for that, for Fight Club, do you feel like you're kind of being that, that person, that figure that for the people that are watching now, you know, whether it be like children or young adults or, or adults or anybody that, you know, has a love for this, for this uh, business, as well as people that might want to like get into it as well. Do you see yourself as that figure that you didn't have due to the, the lack of indie wrestling in DC? Um, not necessarily because it was other, it was another company that, um, you know, did stuff in DC and they actually did stuff, you know, in Southeast where I'm from, like, you know, the bad part of DC and, you know, just seeing the kids out there having fun, it really meant a lot. Like, because you, I know what it's like living there. You know, it's not, you don't always get a chance to, you know, have fun, you know, almost every day that I was Living in D.C., you know, it was gunshots. You was always hearing about people getting killed. Like, I lost, you know, a couple people in D.C. You know, it's it's it wasn't an easy, you know, environment to grow up in and just to be able to come back and show a young, younger generation that being a wrestler or being anything that you want to be is possible. Because, I mean, I always wanted to be a wrestler. I didn't think that I was going to be a wrestler. Like, I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know I was going to even live this long. Like mm-hmm. the lifestyle that I was living, you know, I could have been gone or in jail any moment. So just to be able to get out and be able to, you know, live my dream and be able to tell about it, that right there alone, you know, says a lot. So because I got out and I'm living my dream, I go and I tell, like, tell these younger kids, like, don't let the gang life consume you. Like, just because you're in this neighborhood and you feel like you have to be protected, that's not the only way out. You Like, it's plenty of people that I've known that were very intelligent, but they were in the gang life and, you know, it, it consumed them. They felt that there was no other way than selling drugs and, you know, being a part of that gang life. Hmm. I mean, so, yeah, you know, I, I just want to help people understand that you can get out. It's there is a way out. Like you just have to be willing to, you got to be willing to walk through that door. I mean, it's not going to be easy because there's been plenty of people who've been hit by straight bullets or, you know, just caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Like who haven't even been a part of that life. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, obviously that, that sounds very rough and I'm you know glad that you were able to, to get out of that and start like, you know, trying to uplift the community as well and then the people there and that kind of goes to another thing that i that i really like about fight club is that like not only is it a a company running in dc but it's a a black owned black led company in dc you know a city that i mean let's be real like that you had like the nickname chocolate city for a reason you know like it's a predominantly black city and you know and, and because of that like it has been you know, at times stereotyped and, and kind of put into the, this pocket in a way of, of classification that highlights the negative of it in a way. Um, but at the same time, like it is a deeply ingrained sense of identity with DC and, and the black community within it. How important is it for, for you to see like the, the one big indie in DC or um, like Fight Club being a, a black owned and black led company. I mean, it, it like like I was saying earlier, like it really helps to show, you know, people like us, like that there is something for you to do. Like you're seeing like, and even Johnny, I believe he's from DC. I believe Trish is from DC. Yep. So just to have, you know, multiple people who are black from DC wrestling, and, you know, like, when you see, like, they actually draw really well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it, it, it's, I I, I want to talk to them because I hope, you know, one day we can do something, like, within the community. And not it just be wrestling all the time. Like, you know, me, I've started um, 
trying to put together like anti-bullying seminars because from my old um from my old elementary school mm. like I used to be bullied when I was in school and like until I stood up to that one bully <laughs> after I stood up he didn't bully me anymore but it's like we had like nowadays you have the internet and you have all different kind of outlets that is entirely it's worse than how I had it like yeah you go to school get teased and stuff like that you know and they'd be that but now it's like you get teased you get bullied now the whole world can see it mm -hmm. so I want to try to you know continue to put like seminars and presentations together to help kids you know first understand that bullying is not okay but also help kids that are going through it, especially now that I've come out, you know, I have a whole nother, you know, I have a whole nother like area of people that I can connect with. Very true. Yeah. It's like, not only am I a black man that, you know, was bullied in high school. Now it's like, you know, I came out pansexual. Like I was, like I told you before, I was hiding it since I was about seven. Mm. So I was going through it like even as a younger kid. And I want yeah. to be able to help individuals like deal through this and not feel like they're alone or like they have to commit suicide to get away from it. No, it's a, it's a, it's a noble cause. And it's a, it's a very, very real thing that still needs to be like discussed and put out there, especially when you talk about like cyberbullying aspect of this, like we see that on a daily basis now um, in whatever yeah. Twitter circle you roll in. Like it's, it, it's there all the time. And, you know, I, I feel like putting more voices on, on trying to combat that is definitely a, a good thing to do. Yeah. Cause I believe, um, wasn't that the, um, the situation that happened with Hannah, like, I believe it was cyberbullying that, you know, really yep. caused to the, and like, you know, just seeing people, you know, when I met Hannah, when I, um, I did extra work for ROH, like she was like a genuinely happy person. Like, mm -hmm. when I met her, like, because I had, like, <laughs> this little, um, it was crazy because, like, I've always, like, found her attractive. And it was, like, the finally seeing her in person, I kind of, like, froze up because I was, like, oh, like, my crush is, like, right here in front of me. And it's, like, she just came up to me and was, like, like start waving at me and was just talking to me. And I'm just, like, yo, she's actually really cool. Like, I don't think it's anybody who can say one bad thing about Hannah. Yeah. And to have an individual like that, you know, you know, be taken away because of cyberbullying, that, that's not cool. Like something has to be done. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, well, I do, I do want to, you brought up like the fact that you came out last year and that that's kind of informed a lot of this stuff for you as well. And kind of giving you new avenues to talk about these things. You know, it's been a year since, since that happened. And it's been about a year since we talked about it. Like how have you felt like having this, like this first year of being out and, and proud and really kind of, you know, not fully implementing it into your your wrestling persona or anything like that, but, you know, you had, like, the pansexual colored gear, thing after the flag. Um, you've been on at least, like, a couple of, like, Pride-themed shows now. What's it been like for you to kind of openly embrace that in the pro wrestling world? It's, it's you know, still feeling good. Like, once I came out, I felt like a weight was, like, lifted off my shoulder, and I still, you know, feel free. Like, it's good to be able to just live my life the way that I want to live it and not really care about how other people feel. And, you know, you know, being showcased on shows that are, um, you know, that are for, like, you know, people in the LGBTQ community, it, it's really cool because, like, I didn't know that, you know, people in the community were this accepting. And... <laughs> It's it's like some things that sometimes these shows get crazy. <laughs> they really I've do. Heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just good, you know, to see, you know, just people having fun and watching me and they're having fun and enjoying like enjoying the show. But I also like the fact that, you know, after like shows are doing intermission, you know, some people come up to me and ask me questions about, you know, how it was coming out, how did I feel, and to be able to help them with that. What does that mean to you to have like people kind of talk to you about that openly, whether they're dealing with their own like um, struggle of whether to come out or not, or like being part of the community? Like, what does that, what does that, how does that impact you? 
it makes me feel good because for them to, you know, be able to feel comfortable enough to come up to me and ask me, you know, about how things went with me, especially when it's, you know, in relation to them, you know, that means I could potentially have an impact on this person's life. And at the end of the day, you know, I just want to make the world a better place. Like, let's put the wrestling aside. Like, I had it, you know, I mean, it was kind of tough growing up. You know, I didn't really have the support, you know, other than like my mother, you know, she supported me every step of the way, but I didn't really have the support that, you know, that some other people have. And maybe it's somebody out there like me who doesn't have the support and need me, you know, to help them with something. Maybe they want to come out and they don't know how to do it. So maybe I can inspire them to come out and maybe, you know, after that, they can do the exact same thing that I'm doing. So, you know, just keep paying it forward. And all I'm going to do is like make this world a better place. No, I mean, it's a, it's a great mission to have, honestly, like wrestling is, is a, is a great avenue for, for being those, those kind of figures and telling those kind of stories as well, you know, obviously, but it does go beyond wrestling. Um, and, and actually that, that kind of sparks something in, in my brain that I wanted to ask you about, because like a moment that kind of fits into that idea of, of support. And, and I know it's, it's important to you, um, was at the pro wrestling after dark taste the rainbow show. Um, you know, obviously you had your match with, with Cerberus there and afterwards, you know, there was a, a moment captured on camera that really like touched my heart whenever you um were like embracing with with your child afterwards um and like it, it just i don't know it just really like impacted me to see that like one you're in an environment like that show where it is all about the lgbtq community and putting like wrestlers um and people in the community forward in that way but at the same time you're sharing that moment with your child and speaking to how like you didn't feel like you had the support needed to kind of like like whether it be embrace like your full self or like or whenever you were growing up like how important was it for you to kind of have your your child there with you i mean you know it was an honor to have my kid there and just you know i believe you're talking about baby grim that was yes i think that's the moment that you're talking about yeah and when it comes to baby grim she loves wrestling but like she loves me more than wrestling mm. and at the end of the day like i let all of my kids know from her all the way to the oldest that regardless of what happens like wrestling will never come before y'all mm. like as much as i love wrestling you know my kids come first and for that moment it was just like you know it's funny that you will mention it because I looked at that and I like, I saw, I didn't know that they got that, yeah. but it was just like for that moment, everything disappeared and it was just me and her. And to just share that moment, you know, her be excited that, you know, she saw her daddy win it, like it really meant the world. How often do you, uh, do your kids come to, to shows with you? Like how often do they get to see you wrestle? Well, her, she sees me a lot more than the other ones because, like, the other ones are older. So, you know, they're into, like, Fortnite and, you know, uh, other yes. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but her, like, it's it's so funny because, like, I talk to her, like, when she's not with me, like, she'll call me on the phone and, then like, she'll have my highlight tape playing. She'll be like, hey, daddy, what's this? And it'll be my highlight tape playing in the background. And I'm just like, yo. <laughs> Like, and then I, um, I saved my theme song on her phone. So she'll be like, just randomly playing my theme song around the house. And then, you know, she, she really like, she loves wrestling and it, I have a picture. Uh, I forgot where it was. Like, I have to find it, but I'll send it to you, but it's a picture of her watching me wrestle. And like, you can see her head in between the guardrails and just her being so glued to it. And like, I didn't have my dad growing up. So, like, I always told myself that I would never let my kids feel what I felt, you know, of, you know, not being wanted, you know, by a person that you're supposed to look up to. So just for her to be in that position and, you know, admire me and look up to me and, like, idolize me, 
you know, that shows that I'm doing my job. You know, because like she could have been into like, even though she's into Barbies and, you know, girly things, she likes wrestling. Like she loves wrestling. And it's just crazy how she's like a splitting image of me when I was younger. Like <laughs> always be like she beats up her Barbie dolls. Like <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, how cool is that? It's <laughs> it's beyond cool. <laughs> But I would have to say the coolest thing, like, outside of that is, like, her actually talking about me to other people. Mm. Because I, I got a call from her mother one day saying um, she got a call from um, the daycare because <laughs> Baby Grimm, like, they were talking about what they did over the weekend. And she had said she had watched her dad, like, her daddy Grimm body bag somebody. <laughs> she was like saw daddy grim put him in the body bag and like what do you mean put him in a body bag and i'm like "Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah imagine trying to explain that one oh i can i can only i i can only imagine honestly like that i don't know i don't know how you you wiggle your way out of that one honestly (laughs) i mean like her mother knows what i do like so it's like she just had to explain yeah her dad's a wrestler like that's yeah. pretty much what it is. That's <laughs> that's so funny though. I'm sure that she has like the most uh, interesting stories at the daycares. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> and then she gets mad at me sometimes. It's crazy. Like, I had my match at Enjoy with Lee Moriarty, and she was mad at me because I didn't put him in the body bag all the way. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Lee was was happy to hear that. Well, see, the thing about that is um, once the match was over, I went to go, like, put him in the body bag, and his zipper broke. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, you know? but that So I just draped it over him and then called it a day. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do in those situations. got to improv. And she was like, Daddy, I'm mad at you. I'm like, for what? What did I do? She's like, you didn't put him in the body bag. I was like, okay, I got him next time. <laughs> oh, that is, that might be the most adorable, like, story about a body bag that I've ever heard in my life. I love it. <laughs> I don't think you hear too many stories about body bags, though. I don't. <laughs> like, I, I, I was about to say, unfortunately, that's probably fortunately, though. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just... It's just awesome to see that, like that relationship that that you have with her, and and to have that be shown in the in the wrestling world as well. It was just a really, it was a really nice and, and touching moment uh, there. And, and I, I don't know, it just really hit home that, like, you know, we see Grim, the the hitman, and Grim, the 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 dude who is gonna put people in body bags at the matches, or you know, throwing people around the ring, but. It, it speaks to the fact that there are multiple sides to anybody really that steps into, into this industry. I mean, exactly. Like, like I said, my family comes first, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling will always be here, whether it's, you know, me being a wrestler, me being a trainer, et cetera. But, you know, the relationship with your kids won't always be there if you put things before them. So it's just understanding priorities and like, I like, you know, not wanting my kids to feel how I felt. Like I never want my kids to think that anything, you know, comes before them because it doesn't. Now I do tell them, Hey, this is my job. Like, especially like with baby Graham, like, you know, she'll, well, she likes coming to my shows anyway. It's like, she always wants to come. She gets mad if she can't go. (laughs) But I tell her like, if it's a show where I have to like go out of the state and she can't go, I'm doing this so I can buy you more toys. And she'd be like, okay, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> more Barbies to beat up, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
Alright, Yens, thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. Uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride Flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT RingPod. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show, the Mr. Video Game Super Show. I co-host that with uh, Twitch streamers Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. I do want to talk to you about some of the, the other stuff you have coming up, obviously. Um, first up. It's going to be Wrestler's Lab, Chemical MD, going up against Devontas, which I am very happy to say that we at LGBT The Ring are, are happily sponsoring you for that show. Yeah, um, I really appreciate that. I really do because, like I told you, you know, anybody, you know, who just takes their time and, you know, puts their hard-earned money into, you know, supporting me, it's always appreciated because you don't have to do it. You can spend your money on, you know, plenty of other things. But the fact that you chose to, you know, sponsor me for that match. But, yeah, no, I was just saying, I really appreciate it. Thank you. No, of course. Of course. I mean, like, like you know, like the conversation that we had, like, you know, us within the community, like, we we have to have each other's back. We have to support each other. And, and you know, I am very happy with with what this show provides me to kind of feed that back into the system as well and, and to help people like you and so many others in the LGBTQ community that are that are trying to carve out these spaces for us in pro wrestling to be able to see ourselves. Like that's a that's a a thing that's worthy of kind of like reinvesting that into it. So I'm happy to do it. I'm ha anytime that that I that the show sponsors anything, uh, it's it's all out of a, a place of joy and a place of desire to see this movement continue to grow and thrive in the way that it has. Um, and obviously that first step when it comes to you is stepping into the ring with Devontis, which um, it's funny that last time we spoke, like it had just been announced that you were going to face Chase Holiday at MB Young's Holly M. Cult Party 3, um, which was another like big Haas fight. Uh, and now you're stepping into the ring with another one coming on this show <laughs> with Devontes. Um, what? Talk to me a little bit about like this match and kind of how you're you're approaching it. Honestly, like you know, Devontes is supremely talented. Y'all are both powerhouses. Um, I don't know what what is it. What? How are you feeling about getting the chance to step in the ring with him? I mean, I look at him as any other opponent that I've been in the ring with, like. For starters, you really can't underestimate anybody because, like, if you do, then, you know, you can lose or, you know, get hurt. Like, I go in to every match. Like, I do research. Like, every time I find out I have an opponent, like, I start doing, um, you know, tape study on them. Like, I look at their footwork, look at certain things that they make mistakes on, look at um tendencies that they do, you know, or things that they like to do. So, you know, hey, I can counter it. Like, that's just what I do. You know, this whole Hitman thing is, you know, granted, it might be a gimmick to some people, but my target, I do my research. 
yeah. No, I mean, it's it's what you have to do, honestly. You know, like, it makes total sense. And, like, Devonta, I'm excited for this match because, like, you know, last year when we talked, like, we were hyping up the Chase Holiday match. That match was awesome. You know, I mean, your, your match with, um, you know, with uh, Infinite uh, Timothy uh, Redden, yeah, yeah, was was really good, too. I mean, granted, like, you know, Tim isn't necessarily as big as somebody like Chase or Devontas, but still, like, that match, like, was very along similar lines. Um, and so, like, seeing those two matches, it, it got me excited for whenever this one was announced because, like, Devontas has been proving himself in the Northeast and in Pennsylvania for, for a while now. And I'm just, I don't know. It seems like another uh, clash hoss fight sort of I mean, thing it's gonna, it's gonna be a fight. Like, yeah. I don't want people to think that you know, we're going to go in there and be friends with each other. No, like, it's going to be a fight. Yeah. Like, even with the littler guys, it's a horse fight because they're fighting a horse and I'm going to treat you like a horse. Like, when I went in there with Trish, even though I was a little skeptical, like, he got treated like a horse. Mm-hmm. And that's just how, you know, how I do things. Like, when I played football, you know, in high school and in college, you know, we were always taught, you know, practice how you play. And, you know, even in, like, practice matches, like, that I'm having, I like training. Like, I hit, like, I'm going to hit in a match. Yeah. Because I go out there, and, and one thing about me that I really, you know, take pride in is a lot of people can't really tell. Like, they ask me, are you, are you really hitting them like that? Like, how are you, like, you're get, they're getting hit. Like there is no, <laughs> yeah. Like yo, how many people do you hear about? You know where you have fans. You know really questioning if you know a punch to the gut. They're really hurting somebody with a punch to the gut. It's a small community. Yeah, it's like you know everything that I do is impossible, and I want to keep doing it like that because I'm grim. Like mm-hmm. as you've been seeing online, I'm grim as fuck. Like Hell I am. Yeah. It's the reason that I'm doing that. I literally hit a rope and broke the rope and <laughs> kept was gonna, him going. I was gonna ask you about that because, like, that match at CCW, like, that was that. I I don't think I've seen that like legit. Like in terms of like not like something that was like planned or something that happened. Just like legit, like a ring snap. Not just, uh, and like snap in the way that it did. Like, what was your mindset whenever that happened? Like, kind of continuing with the match. Like, how how quickly were you like able to to adapt? I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, when I hit the when I hit the rope, I heard something pop, but I didn't realize what actually happened. And you know, I think the reason you know that my balance is so good, like, and I didn't fall, you know, football and cheerleading. Like I was a cheerleader, and it's like, you know, you have to stay on your toes with that. And at any given moment, things can happen. So it's like my body is programmed to, you know, adjust to things that a lot of people can't adjust to. Like, I'm not sure how many people will actually hit a rope, break it, and, like, keep on going. Yeah. Like, not even keep going. Keep their balance the way that I did and keep going. No, it was definitely a physical feat to see. And then that, and also to see, like, the match continue and still play out and, and be able to adjust to like not having the top rope and, and finishing out that match. Like that was just, I don't know. It was, I, I love moments like that to see how people will think on the fly and, and how things get adjusted on the fly in a way. And like, not to say that like a ton, you know, cause I, from my perspective, I don't know how much gets adjusted because of that, but it still is interesting to see these moments and see how people adjust to them. And I'd say like, y'all like just, didn't miss a beat, honestly, from what I from what I did. Look, man, I'm grim as fuck. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> like, no matter how much, you know, people talk negative about me, it's not a lot of people, you know, that have the same mindset as me that can do some of the things that I do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's a reason that I get brought in for these matches. Like, it's no coincidence. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of being grim as fuck, I don't think there's a company that you're being anywhere like more grim as fuck than an enjoy wrestling right now. You've got a, a match with MV Young, uh, an old foe, uh, a very well-known foe for you coming up. One uh, that I have yet to beat. Like it's I don't know what it is about Envy, but it's like he just keeps avoiding he just keeps avoiding, you know, his demise. And it's just mm. like, damn. <laughs> you know, like I, I almost had him with, you know, at the Enjoy Tournament, the cup. Yes. And the goddamn door, like I, the door would not break. It would that, not break. That cursed door. <laughs> and it was like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the end of that match, but like once he gave me like the knee, my head ricocheted off the door. Oh, yeah, no, I, I definitely saw that match. And that moment was just like one of those, like, ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens. But, like, and if you, like, the crazy thing about it, with every match that we've had, he's, like, literally had to, like, hit me on something involving, like, my head. Mm-hmm. Like, the first match that we had, like, in Brooklyn, outside, like, it finished at, like, on the steps of a train station. And he like double, like kind of stopped my head into the, you know, the steps that were like, it had metal at the end. And then they, I think, were they metal? They might've been metal. I think they were, yeah. Yeah, so it was metal steps that, you know, caused them to get the victory on that one. Then the next one, I took a, you know, a kick to the head by Alec Price. And then he ended up beating me off of that. Then, you know, the shot to, you know, the back of the head and it ricochets off the, you know, off the, the, the door, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like we, something has to change because I'm tired of fucking losing him. <laughs> I don't blame you. Like I, I, I would be, I would be frustrated as well, but you know, I, it's awesome that, that, you know, you're getting that opportunity and it's been really um, awesome to watch over the course of the last year. Like you kind of become a prominent, piece of what they're doing in enjoy you know like when we spoke last year i think the your the first round of the tournament had just started airing and like we saw your match with sean phoenix there but now like since then you've grown into like one of the the most imposing forces in that company um to the point that you're challenging for the title now what has it been like to kind of watch enjoy grow and to see you kind of grow along with it as a, as a major part of, of what that company wants to present? It's an honor to be a part of enjoy. Um, I believe when we spoke last year, like it was a birthday present to me actually, because they actually contacted me on my birthday and I was like, it's like, Hey, are you interested in working for us? And I was like, let's get it. Like they, gave me the rundown they gave me the dates and well, actually it was one day because we did everything in one night so and you know just to see how professional they were when I got there you know it was just cool like to understand for you know a promoter to understand what wrestlers like or what they would need you know I walk into the the locker room and there's like a table full of like fruit snacks you know like um they had energy gummies. They had, you know, like a kind of like a toiletry um, box that had like tampons, bath bombs, and like just everything. Like you don't see stuff like that. And that's, you know, let's just put aside, you know, the wrestling from Enjoy. But that goes to show what kind of mindset and appreciation they have for their workers. Yeah. Now, when it comes to, you know, wrestling and the production, like, I haven't really seen too many indie companies that can do the production that they do. I mean, it looks immaculate, like just watching it. It's like crystal clear. And then, you know, I'm, like when they did the, um, when they did the promo for Envy, like, you know, after he won that um, battle Royal, I think, and, you know, he walked down and it was like a safe and I'm like, yo, like who does shit like this? <laughs> like, like it's cool and just to be able to be a part of it you know from day one you know it's it's a really special thing like they've grown like just watching how fast that their twitter is going up how fast their you know subscribers so youtube is going up people are paying attention and 
one of the things that's really special and means a lot to me is the fact that, you know, I get slept on a lot. Like, I mean, I'm not sure if a lot of people know that or not, but like a lot of people sleep on me. Like, and I'm not sure what it is, but to be at enjoy and to be in the position that I am with them and them to have enough faith from day one to put me in that position and, you know, put me in a role to where I had to get brought back. That just goes to show what they feel about me. No, it's, it's very happy. Yeah. Uh, It's it's very telling how, how quickly they got behind you and how quickly they, you know, kind of, you know, like put you at the, at the top of the, at the top of the card and in, in, all these like high profile matches, like you brought up the match with Lee earlier, like like having that, that moment with him over the Enjoy Cup trophy, and now going into this match with MV, like it really seems like you are growing alongside Enjoy as well. And that's something that also like we discussed last year was that like you 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 know you expressed that you still felt like you were being slept on then. Like, have you noticed? Have you noticed a change over the, over the past year or so? Like, have you seen that sort of start to move in the right direction? You know, being with Enjoy as they've grown and staying with Wrestlers Lab and, you know, Fight Club now getting uh, uh, more regularly put, uh, putting stuff up on IWTV. Like, do you feel like that's changed? I do. And I mean, you know, that's why I said in the beginning, it's like, you know, I'm not going to say that this is my year because it's like, when people produce and people see, you know, you're working hard and that you can put on good matches, they want to put on the best matches that they can. So my work speaks for itself. You know, I don't have an attitude. You know, when I'm in the locker room, it's like, you know, I'm a team player. So it's, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just happy. Like, I'm just really happy to be in the position that I'm in because like a year ago, like I didn't even have the opportunities that I'm getting. And now it's like from 2021, putting on good matches and, you know, just doing good business. It's put me in this position to succeed. I mean, it's been awesome to see. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed seeing you get more, more spotlight and higher profile. And, and it's only going to keep growing from here. Um, you know, we're starting to wind down here. I guess like one more question for you. I like to end on a fun one. So I have to ask you about all of the Christmas stuff. I'm very curious about like the masks, the sweaters, the Christmas trees as weapons. Like where, where did this, where did this come from? I'm curious. <laughs> so it come, it came from like me. I like Christmas for start, mm. but it's just that. I like to be different. And me thinking about being different and how to be different, how many people do you see wearing, you know, like a Christmas sweater in the spring or the summer? Not a lot. If any. Exactly. So it was like, you know, I wore it, I wore it like one time. And then um <laughs> what ended up happening is I went to um Spencer's and they had like a sale on a lot of their Christmas sweaters. So I was like, you know, I bought like a whole bunch of them because it was like buy one, get one free. Then I got some for like a dollar or something. And I was wow. like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's just, we're going to Christmas it out. And then like once I started wearing the Christmas sweaters, it started getting over. <laughs> and, um, you know, then I found like last Christmas, well, the Christmas before last, I found that mask. And I was like, yo, I cannot not wear this at a show. <laughs> and... You know, like the show that we did um, at the venue, they had a Christmas tree. So it was just like, you know, I'm like, why not go with it? And, you know, like, it's funny because now people on Twitter are like, oh, I wonder what Christmas sweater, you know, Grim is going to wear this time. And, you know, like, it, it's just, you know, just trying to be different because and enjoy, like, you have a lot of different characters. You have a lot of different personalities, but you only have one Grim. And it's not anybody on the roster that does what I can do. I'm not speaking about talent level because I mean, their talent, like, you know, just being in that locker room, like sometimes I feel like, why the hell am I here? (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, just that, like you have to find ways to make yourself valuable. Like if you look at everybody's in-ring work, nobody wrestles how I wrestle. Nobody bends bodies, you know, over a ring post like me. 
Like you haven't like I don't think have you when have you seen somebody bend somebody over a ring post? It's very rare. It's very, very rare. And that's one thing that I do. Like I'm consistently looking at ways to make, you know, make this real. Like when you see somebody work an arm or like something on a rope, you'll see them and they'll like drape the arm over the rope and then pull it. Like, okay. So nobody like people, they're not, they really can't relate to that, but somebody can relate to having their arm hyperextended on a rope. Yes. So that's like, you know, when it comes to just trying to be different, like, that's what I do. Like I always, you know, try to make sure, you know, I'm our truth in WWE. Like he's been there the longest and people will show that you have no option, but to keep you there. No, I mean, it's, it's very true. And you know, it, like, like we brought up before also, it, it shows like all these different sides to the, to the personality that is Mr. Graham in the ring, you know, it shows that, you know, you're differentiating yourself both in like the physicality of it, but also in terms of like character and stuff. And let's be real. Like the more that the Christmas stuff gets over, like that opens up another like merch stream. Like who knows who could get Mr. Graham Christmas sweaters at some point. Right. Ah, you might see that um at the Enjoy Show, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Matter of fact, when is it getting put out? This is going to go out um on Thursday. Okay. So, look, I'll tell you outside of this what my plan is for my sweater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I want to try to get it to a point where I, like, get shirts made. And it's like, you know, just Christmas stuff. Like, you know, with my face and stuff on it, like, it, I mean, it, like, it's always a giving season. Mm. Like, if I'm always giving ass whippings, then I, I I can give you Christmas gifts too, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love it, Grim, so much. Well, Grim, thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat again today. It's, it was awesome to catch up with you. Um, let everybody know where they can find you online. Well, for starters, I appreciate you having me. But um, the best place to find me at, go on any search engine, put in Mr. Grimm with one M or I'll body bag you, wrestler. And, you know, you'll see my stuff come up. You can put in the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm, and you'll see my stuff come up. But I'm on Facebook. Um, you can find the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm. Um, Twitter, it's not hard to find me on there. But best thing to do, go to your search engine, put in Mr. Grimm, wrestler, or the Hitman Fire and Mr. Grimm, and my stuff will come up. Awesome. Thank you, Grimm. You're very welcome. My thanks once again to Mr. Grimm for, for taking time and coming on the show. Uh, I did get some of the the secret uh, under lock and key info about some about that Christmas sweater stuff. And that's going to stay with me for right now because I don't want to end up in a body bag. <laughs> no. Um, awesome, awesome chat with Graham. Always to catch up with him and to see him continue to, to grow in profile. It's, that dude is legit. is uh, outstanding. And I can't wait to see him in more places over the course of this year. Um, that is going to do it for us here today. But remember... January, we're doing two shows, two days every week, which means tomorrow you're going to get another one. And it's our weekly installment of Journal January. This one's an interesting one, though, because I think a lot of people know our interview subject for what they do in front of the camera a lot more than what they might have done in terms of writing or covering the industry. But there's two sides to this person and and I and they really go hand in hand with one another and, and I'm very very excited to explore that with with him because our guest tomorrow is the manager of champions Poil Damar also known as uh, wrestling journalist voice Paul Paul Pratt <laughs> um so I'm excited for that I'm excited to sit down with uh, someone who, you know, I can call a friend um, and, and learn more about their experience. It's, it's cool to see. Um, but until then, 
Y'all stay messy. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. And say hi, Nick Pierce. Bye. She made a deal with the demon so a lover could live But the moon is high and the devil is